Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hi there, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I am your host and I'm a retail transformation specialist. I work with retailers as an advisor and a consultant to help define and deliver transformation. Understanding the challenges, identifying the ideal operating model, overcoming barriers and driving positive change. Thank you as always for tuning in today. This one is episode 226, number 226. Now, I'm not sure if you know already, but I'm currently in the process of writing a book about retail transformation. Surprisingly, you'll be glad to hear. I've not revealed all of the details yet, but it's in the pipeline and it is coming. And actually, that process of researching and thinking about the book has really inspired today's podcast topic. It's a topic that we don't really talk about all that much, but we do find ourselves falling victim to this particular topic regularly. And that is the topic of likelihood. Now, in transformation, we make forecasts and predictions all of the time. You know, how the market will change, the benefits of a particular initiative, the investments required and the various costs involved, the resources needed to deliver a change the various timescales involved, how people will react, and many, many others as well. And for all of these forecasts and predictions, we often assume success. We often assume it's going to be okay. But as I'm sure you know, this is not always the case. Now, the thing about making a forecast and a prediction, like those examples we just covered and many others, there is going to be a margin for error. Whether you recognise it or not, it's a little like making a bet, making a gamble. You take an educated guess, sometimes you win, but sometimes you don't. It is not a dead cert. Unexpected things happen. Assumptions fail to ring true. Behaviours aren't as strong as you expected, or they're not as weak as you expected either. You know, maybe a global pandemic springs up out of nowhere or there's an economic impact, or other work gets in the way. So many other things could happen, right? The list is endless. Ultimately, what we are talking about here is the fact that the probability of what we thought would happen is not 100%. There is a chance, even if it's only a tiny chance, that that dead cert that you are planning for will not happen. So we need to start considering likelihood in all that we do. Think, what is the likelihood of an event happening as we have forecast it to? What happens if it doesn't happen just like you imagine? Maybe the quantity or the scale of whatever factor it is, is different. Maybe it ends up as good news. Maybe it ends up as bad news. Maybe it's a slight deviation Maybe it's a completely different direction than it's going to take you in. Either way, 
There is inherent in all of our plans, our forecasts and our predictions, there is a level of uncertainty that we have to respect and we need to plan for and consider rather than just assuming that what we think will happen. So today we're going to be talking about building likelihood into your transformation. Now, maybe you are already doing this, at which point top marks for you. Well done. Congratulations. And I'd also challenge you that are you doing it to all aspects? Are your team considering this as well? Because there are so many different factors to consider when you think about likelihood. If you're thinking about perhaps insight and data, maybe it's at the start of your transformation. You know, maybe you are thinking about how the retail market or your particular segment and niche and customer base will evolve and change. Maybe you are really analysing what customers are saying, what feedback they are giving you. Ask yourself, what is the likelihood that this customer feedback is representative? What is the likelihood that all of the different behaviours that perhaps you are analysing, factual behaviours, what's the likelihood that they are repeatable? What's the likelihood that these elements are going to be consistent and stable, relatively at least anyway? that they're not dynamic and extremely volatile and unpredictable. Let's take an example when you're looking at this insight. Take a set of customer data. It's from a segment. Question, is that segment and that data, is it likely to be representative of all customers or even the whole segment? Is that particular customer population likely to produce the same behavior or pattern again and again and again? Would a broader or a different population be likely to reproduce that behavior too? Now, of course, you are thinking, well, no, it's not 100%. It depends. And yeah, it absolutely does. But how many people, yourself included, are assuming that that will happen? How many people are looking at that likelihood and saying, 100% is that customer signal, shall we say, going to reproduce itself in two years' time across the entire customer base or in a different territory or a different location, for example. Just doesn't work like that, right? Let's take another example. Perhaps you are deploying a technology solution or a highly technical solution, at least. You know, there is a level of complexity involved. Think about the investment required. Think about the resources required. Think about the timescales required and add likelihood into all of these. How likely is it that that new technology, for example, can process the volume of data that you expect it to in real time, if that is important for your particular use case, for example? How likely is it that the £5 million of capex that you've got signed off is going to be sufficient? How likely is it that the resources are going to come in on time or the timelines are going to come in on time? Let's move on. Schedules. Think about delivering work and activities. How likely is it that each activity will meet its timelines? And therefore, how likely is it that the entire plan is going to deliver on time as well? How likely is it that you're going to have the right resources or the right people available at the right time as well, by the way? There are many factors affecting likelihood when it comes to schedules. Let's look at your business case. How likely is it that you will achieve the benefits you forecast? How likely is it that there are going to be excessive costs 
or additional investments or even unexpected or missing or invisible costs involved. And just thinking about the business case here, this is usually a great area to get started in because you can do a little bit of sensitivity analysis and really begin to understand, well, what happens if, for example, sales figures do not come in at the expected level? What happens then? And actually, whilst we're here, I have worked with clients to help develop the idea of likelihood into their business cases as well. And suddenly it encourages people to recognize the uncertainty that is inherent within the plans and think about what you can do to improve the likelihood, improve the probability, right? And make those numbers more certain. You know, let's take another example, thinking about your various stakeholders within your transformation. How likely is it that they're going to support initiatives? How likely is it that the change will be adopted by the customer of the change? How likely is it that the change will be sustained as well? You know, I could go on and on, but you get the idea, right? Everything can form that question. How likely is it that dot, dot, dot. So maybe you are recognizing that your transformation is open to risks. And maybe you've started to consider this already. That is issues that have not yet come to pass. And perhaps maybe you've already considered adding likelihood in when you are rating and ranking your different risks. Again, fantastic news. And like I said earlier, there are probably many, many more aspects of chance that exist versus what you currently have in your risk log, let's say. And for all of these elements, the likelihood is, see what I did there? The likelihood is that the reality is probably, on average, not as positive as we thought it would be. In my experience, we tend to look on the bright side of life. We tend to be optimistic and assume that things will go to plan. Not always, but particularly when we're talking about forecasts and predictions, they do tend to be optimistic. And so, like I say, the likelihood is it's not going to be quite as rosy when the future does come to pass. So I believe it is really quite dangerous and increasingly so, which I'll come to in a little bit, increasingly dangerous to be not considering this concept of likelihood at all. It's dangerous to be at the mercy of both internal and external factors that are varying. And you sit there with your head in the sand, essentially. It makes you overconfident in your predictions and your forecasts. And that means that you are opening yourself up to the risk of overpromising and underdelivering, which of course no one wants to do. But ask yourself, what if what you are thinking or predicting, what if that is not true? What is the impact then? And I'm sure there are going to be lots of different outcomes in, frankly, varying levels of pain as well. Some forecasts and predictions are going to be excruciating if you do get them wrong. Others, a little bit annoying. So let's step back and think, well, that sounds great. But what does likelihood look like? How do we include this into our transformation? And that's a great question. And it probably varies based on your organization as well as what it is you are talking about. So the likelihood may present itself, for example, like a percentage probability. For example, we say it's a 75% likely event to occur. 
Now this is getting into the nitty gritty details of a percentage, which hopefully has some statistical significance, right? Rather than it just being a number that doesn't in itself have any likelihood of happening. And therefore it's going to require a larger volume of data to become more robust. So a great example here is looking at purchasing habits from customers. So if you're pooling, let's say, all of your order data and you're running an analysis to find out shopping behaviors or likelihood of customers that buy a particular product buying another particular product, for example, you have loads of data about this. And this can form a very rich probability percentage that you can include into, for example, your business case in this example. But equally, it could be a guideline based on other factors. For example, sales teams judge the likelihood of landing a sale based on what stage of the sales funnel they're at. Now, this is for a more complex sale. A great example is obviously in B2B, but even in B2C, maybe it's about selling a kitchen or a car, something bigger, more meaningful, something where you're going to need to take that customer on the journey through the funnel. And you may say, well, when we get to this stage of the sales funnel, I know that any given customer is going to be 30% likely to buy. But when they get to this stage, they're going to be 80% likely to buy, whatever. So you have some guidelines that you can apply. But equally, you could just be looking at likelihood with a simple high, medium, low assessment, for example, or using a score of one to five or one to 10, whatever. So there isn't a hard and fast rule as to how to bring likelihood into the conversation. And it does depend on what it is you're talking about in your specific scenario and what makes sense, right? There's no point including an exact percentage number if it's all based on your own opinion. You know, is that 61% likely or 62%? I don't know, I'm not sure. It's about two thirds, right? <laughs> so think about what likelihood means to you, to your organization, and to your specific scenario. And that brings us on to then thinking about how can you measure it? How can you assign a likelihood? Because of course, you could have this enormous wealth of data and you need to analyze that and come up with, let's say, a statistical model. But if you're not talking about customer data or perhaps product data, stock data, then it's likely, another pun I'm afraid, that building a statistical model might be excessive or that you might not have the data. So instead, think how you can blend quantitative data with more qualitative data sources as well. Now, you've got a ton of qualitative data in your own head, in your own experience, and those around you too. So bring in those different viewpoints, bring in the different experts from within the business, and even perhaps get some fresh eyes as well. Consider any historical data from past initiatives, or especially if there are similarities to other situations or other transformation efforts. Think about doing some scenario planning where you can really explore what the chance of other potential future avenues could be. Consider using tools like decision trees, again, to explore the different options, which will allow you to have a intentional thoughtful conversation about what a likelihood is of any one particular future coming true. And based on some of this evidence, whether it's qualitative or quantitative, it is reasonable and feasible to expect a margin for error. You're not going to get to a place where there is this 100% exact level of certainty. Plus, 
you also need to recognise that likelihood is changing all of the time. Each little bit of progress on the transformation improves the chances. It might be immeasurable, but it does. Equally, each problem that you run into impacts the chances as well. Each little delay reduces that likelihood a little bit more. And each time the market evolves as well, of course, with factors completely outside of your control, it affects likelihood in good and bad ways. So by this stage, I hope you have an appreciation of likelihood and how you could go about identifying what is highly likely and highly unlikely within your transformation. Because once you understand this concept and once you become aware of this, then you can start to consider how you can increase the likelihood, how you can build individual plans depending on what it is you are investigating, how you can understand the assumptions being used and test those assumptions accordingly. You can run peer reviews to check, for example, that you're not being overly optimistic or pessimistic with your plans and forecasts. You also need to consider where numerous likelihood elements interact and multiply to ultimately add in more volatility for the ultimate likelihood. Essentially, that is the concept of if squared, right? So start to think at a specific level of detail here, what is it that you can do to increase the likelihood? Maybe it's about having a conversation. Maybe it's about understanding expectations or assumptions. Maybe it's about taking some mitigation plan to reduce the impact. Maybe it's about doing a review to ensure that, for example, the business case is robust. Or perhaps it's adding in a sensitivity analysis. There are so many options. Once you start to think, how can you increase the likelihood of this event, this scenario happening? And that's when you can really start to positively make the future a lot more certain, right? Now, I do have to be honest. Building the concept of likelihood into your transformation is not going to be an instant activity. It's not going to be something that happens overnight. This really is actually a longer term behavior shift and thinking shift for you and the wider organization. And to encourage that shift, to make it more likely to come true, think about how you can regularly raise this question of likelihood. Think about how you can encourage other people to think about this topic as well. Because overall, appreciating and understanding and targeting the likelihood will help you and your business, your organization, to make better decisions and to manage the element of risk and uncertainty more effectively. And ultimately, it's going to improve the chance of your transformation's success in a volatile market. You'll know where to invest your time, your effort, your resources, your cash. You'll know how to prioritize your different initiatives and which is going to be the best route forward, all things considered. You'll know what conversations to have and you'll know where to challenge the various plans, forecasts and predictions that are being made for the future of your organization. So, Consider likelihood and make your transformation more robust, more likely to happen. And I believe that predictability should really be a key aim and arguably even a key metric for a transformation leader. Ultimately, it is a test of what you say happens. Otherwise, are 
the forecasts and predictions that are being made, are they anything other than wild guesses? Hopes? Dreams? Will people trust you when you come out with your next round of predictions and forecasts? Should they trust you equally as well? So if you want to be a transformation leader that is thinking about trust and thinking about what you are forecasting is going to happen, how likely is it that you are going to take action after listening to this episode? <laughs> I'm loving the likelihood puns as well, by the way, if you can't tell. <laughs> so if you'd like to take action, how about you commit to bringing the topic of likelihood into a conversation this week? Ask how likely a particular forecast is. Ask how likely it is that you will meet a milestone. Just ask the likelihood and open the conversation. Have fun with it as well, right? But do let me know. Let me know what questions you have. Let me know your thoughts, your concerns. Let me know how you are going to use the golden nuggets that you have found in this episode. Reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk or find me on LinkedIn. So as we wrap up this episode, perhaps you are wondering what other episodes you could listen to. Well, here are four additional episodes to load up next. Firstly, in episode 216, we took a look at what to learn from the disruption of 2022. Of course, there was lots of volatility, lots of uncertainty last year. And really, one of the key facts was that so many aspects of the world of retail are connected and interconnected for that matter. So think about how you can become a better systems thinker to improve your chances of success. Then in episode 220 and 221, we were thinking about trials and how you can use the tool of trials to improve your likelihood and boost the confidence in the transformation. So check out episode 220 called Your Transformation is on Trial and episode 221, How to Manage Successful Trials. And then finally, with all of this uncertainty around us all of the time, it's easy to become stressed out. It's easy to let this feel like it's building up. It could overwhelm you, right? So check out episode 182, number 182, to discover how you can overcome stress with science. So four episodes to load up next in your favorite podcast app. And you can find all of those links over on the show notes today at obandco.uk slash 226. You'll also find my email like I gave earlier over there, plus sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. In our ever-evolving world of retail, it's important to know how it is changing. It's important to know what new trends and themes are coming out. So each week with the Retail Transformation Briefing, you'll learn the key headlines from around the world so you can see the trends as they happen and you're not going to be caught unawares. Sign up completely for free over at obandco.uk slash 226. That's obandco.uk slash 226. And signing up to the Retail Transformation Briefing is also going to be the best way to stay in touch as I reveal more news about the book that I'm writing. So thank you so much for listening in today. I hope 
that together we've got the grey cells working a little bit and you are thinking a bit more about the likelihood of your transformation predictions and forecasts coming true. If you do, like I say, let me know and perhaps share this episode with a colleague as well. I appreciate you tuning in every single week to the Retail Transformation Show. So stay safe and I'll join you on another episode very, very soon. Bye for now.